Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Hey guys, Zach Rapport here with another Packers audio nugget for you. Earlier today, we dropped Aaron Rodgers' press conference in the feed, and today we heard from general manager Brian Gutekunst. Really interesting stuff, and so while we will probably chop up audio like this um, during the regular season to bring you just the highlights, we're going to play the whole thing here again today. Um, I don't want to like editorialize too much, but quickly, my take is, is two things. I found much of what he had to say pretty reasonable, just like Aaron Rodgers. Two sides, two opinions, a lot of ins, a lot of outs. Nobody is 100% right. But the other thing I'll say is um, Goody said a few things that, to me, uh, again, maybe editorializing a bit, I guess, um, a little gaslighty, but um, hey, that's the front office, I guess. Uh, all right, guys, here you go. Let's let's take a listen to Brian Gutekunst. Just wanted to kind of, obviously, we got to, came to terms with Randall Cobb, got all that finished up last night. Also, Dennis Kelly, uh, tackle, uh, played in Tennessee the last few years. Um, so we'll just kind of take your questions on that stuff. You guys made the decision after the 18th season not to bring him back in free agency. Is mm-hmm. he really just here to, to make Aaron happy? Is that primarily the... I think that's a big part of it. I think it's a big, you know, obviously without Aaron, I don't think we would probably be pursuing that. Um, Randall's still a really good player. And um, seeing him last night just kind of reminded me, you know, how what an impact he'll have in our locker room and <clears throat> for our football team. But, um, you know, this, this, was a, this was a very important thing for Aaron, and that's why we did it. Brian, is uh, signing Dennis a reflection of maybe some hesitation about Dave being ready for week one? I don't think so. I think, um, you know, obviously we lost Corey Lindsay and Rick Wagner, a couple guys that played a lot of snaps for us last year. Um, and Dennis, quite frankly, you know, started, I think, 17 games last year for Tennessee. Familiar with Matt's offense, Matt had him, you know what I mean? So, um I just think it really at the tackle spot for us gives us some depth um, that we, you know, is we got some young players that we're really excited about. Um, I think, but overall now it just it strengthens what I thought already thought was a pretty strong group. Brian, how much how much harder did it just get for some of these young receivers to try to make this team? We are a very com- <clears throat> a very competitive group, um, but I think uh, you know it, it's going to be hard to make our football team not just at the receiver spot, but, you know, in a lot of places. So, um, but at the same time, I think it's going to be really competitive and, and I feel really good about Matt and his staff and how to incorporate a lot of these guys who do make our football team. Brian, regarding Aaron's perceived mistreatment of veterans, do you have any regrets for those relationships? Um, I wouldn't say I have any regrets. I think there's, um, you know, obviously this is a hard business. This is a tough business and when, it comes to an end for any player. I don't. I don't think it usually goes well, and I don't think they usually feel very good about it. We are always very sensitive to what those players have given this organization, and and when we go through that, it's always with class and dignity. Um, but again, it's it's a hard business, and I think sometimes you know, obviously, we the Packers may take the brunt of what is the NFL business. You know, I think um, while those decisions are hard, they have to be made for the team to grow. I mean, you know, keeping players longer than maybe we should, then all of a sudden we're not signing the guys we should down the road. 
So it's a little bit of a domino effect, and, and it's hard. It's hard on players, and players should have those feelings. Um, it's, it's hard, and when you play as long as Aaron has, um, you're going to see a lot of that. Goody, are there, are there exceptions to the better to get rid of a guy a year too early than a year too late rule, though? Not very often, um, but there, there probably is at times, you know, but not very often. When you were listening to that timeline yesterday, and you kind of hear Aaron's account of things month by month, I guess when, when you think back on some of your comments and saying steadfast with your message of we want Aaron back as our quarterback, mm -hmm. how much do you think that resonated with him in the end? Um, that's a good question. Um, I'm not sure. I think uh, we we really have been pretty resolute the whole way through. You know, I mean, uh, our um, kind of how we felt and what we wanted for this 2021 team never really changed. Um, and we were open the entire time to work. You know, the, a lot of these issues, obviously, we weren't aware of them until this year, right, until the, this offseason. And once we were, we certainly wanted to work with them. And, and it's going to take both sides willing to do that to kind of work through them. And I think we're committed to doing that. Brian, um, obviously you were very uh, upfront at the beginning about why Randall's here. Mm -hmm. um, as you move forward, you know, with Aaron throughout the season, how do you figure out, you know, which moves are feasible that he might suggest, and, and which moves just simply aren't? Yes, I think it's it's no different than um, it's always been. You know, you know, like his the input from him. And again, he's unique in the fact of what he's done for this. this every player is not going to have that kind of input, right? I mean, it's going to be Aaron. Um, but he's always had it. Um, I think it's how we incorporate it. And at the end of the day, um, it's not, it's really no different than some of the, the other people in our organization that have opinions about what we're going to do. At the end of the day, I'm going to take that in and then I'll make the decision and we'll move forward. Um, and it's, that's the way me and Matt have kind of done it and grown over the last couple of years is um, we got a lot of voices and they're all important and we listen to them all. And at the end of the day, me and him get together and we'll, and we'll make decisions what's best for the Green Bay Packers. Is it hard to kind of wrestle with the, you know, bringing in Cobb at this late stage and in the circumstances you did versus, you know, maybe at the expense of guys you've been trying to develop like an EQ or Malik Taylor? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, it is. I think um, when we realized this was an important piece for Aaron early on in the thing, we kind of, you know, we started seeing how we, how could this work, you know, and how, how could we make this work? Not only from a football team perspective, salary cap, um, trade, all that compensation, all that kind of stuff. And um, at the end of the day, it's um, there are, you know, positives and negatives to everything. Uh, having Randall Cobb in our building is a positive. There's no doubt about that. What he brings to not only as a player, but as a person to our locker room is a positive, uh, specifically to our quarterback, which is a, a very important piece of what we're trying to accomplish in 2021. Hey, Brian, so is, would you consider Amari Rogers to play similar or the same kind of spot as Randall Cobb? Yeah, I think, you know, talking to Matt and working with Matt through this, I mean, and, and I know you guys know this, but and, and as creative as him and his staff are, is finding ways for players to, to, you know, play their, you know, put them in situations that they're going to be at their best. We talked a lot about that. If, if Randall, we were able to acquire Randall and with Amari, um, he has a lot of different packages, you know, 11 personnel packages that he think he really feels like might suit Amari and then some that'll suit Randall, you know. And obviously, you know, uh, Amari's a rookie, and so this might actually help ease some of, you know, the demands put on him right away. And, and obviously, as a returner in our return game, that's going to be a big part of his game too. So, um, in my conversations with Matt, I felt you know really confident that we would be able to incorporate both players. Ryan, was it difficult over the course of the offseason for you to relinquish some of this personnel decision making control? There, there's no relinquishing any personnel decisions or control. Like, I, I, this, it's literally just finding a way to incorporate. Um, 
you know, maybe Aaron's thoughts and make it and really explain to him why we're doing what we're doing. I think that's a big part of the things that he's got some grievance on. He just maybe just doesn't understand exactly why we did what we did, and we did, and we probably didn't communicate that well enough to him. I, I guess the reason I asked that is because you you said that Randall's here to, to make him happy. He's, mm-hmm. he's a player that might you wouldn't be here if not sure. for Aaron. So. I, when I say relinquish control, I mean it like that. And does, does that make your job any any harder to do? Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's lots of things that make my job harder, right? And so certainly, um, but at the same time, this is kind of a unique player and a unique this I think a unique circumstance um, in what we're trying to accomplish. So you talked about chemistry a lot. Rogers talked mm-hmm. about that yesterday about character guys and whatever else. When you have to kind of distance yourself in order to be able to make tough choices about guys and not get close to them. How do you gauge and how do you find out what the chemistry in the locker room is like? Well, yeah, certainly I'm here every day and certainly we get, you know, coaches, scouts, people on the ground that that are very in tune to what's going on. And I do think that um, a player like Aaron's perspective on that is is obviously important to us and certainly would factor in. Um, But yeah, I think there's a lot of factors that go into making decisions. But the productivity on the field is always going to be the most important. Brian, going back to allowing guys to walk throughout the years, you heard Aaron, mm-hmm. a very long list of guys. Yeah. Going back to Charles Woodson, Michael right. Hyde, et cetera. There have been a number of guys, when they've left, have been pretty vocal about the fact that they weren't communicated with, their agents never got a call. I remember Micah mm-hmm. mentioning that. Corey Lindsley recently mentioned that. The fact that not right. even a phone call to the ref to say, hey, yeah, that's, no I, I, I can't, I can't, you know, on Micah, I can't, I can't comment on that because I don't, I don't, I don't know that's that. My, but, that's my but on Corey, I can, and that's not true. So we, we always do that. And, and, and I will say this, like, I very much believe in the way when we release players that we do it with class and integrity. Um, it's a hard thing for them when that happens. And I don't think when you feel you still can play and it's not right to walk away and feel like it was fair. You know what I mean? So it's hard. It's a hard business, but uh, we always do that with integrity and class. So, is, um, is there a reason that going forward, Aaron should feel like he has maybe more of a seat at the table, maybe more of a say that he did in the past? I mean, what specific things are you changing as far as that process? I think that's something that, that I think as we move forward here, um, as long as both parties are willing to kind of to do that and to see how it goes, that he'll start to feel that. You know, I th- again, like I said before, I think. It's always been welcome. It's always been part of a process. Um, but when decisions are made, um, I think we could probably could have done a better job explaining to him why those decisions were made. So, Cody, you were signing autographs the other day. Mm-hmm. Help us explain to those folks that say, we just we love the character of this team, but we just don't get the feelings for the now. You bring in Lowry, bring Kenny Clark, Aaron Jones. Tampa brings in Sue. Is there a difference there? I, I'm not a, understanding your Those, question. The, the Tampa brought in guys that might have a year or two left, but they have all that experience for the postseason mm-hmm. versus your younger team. I said I, I don't really look at our team as a younger team. I mean, we got you know Mercedes, Aaron, uh, David Bakhtiari. Um, you know, we just signed Dennis Kelly, who's who's got a lot of you know experience and and and. Um, you look at our team overall. I mean, we have some really young emerging talent. There's no doubt about it. But we signed Devondre Campbell. You know, he's a 70-game starter in the National Football League. So, um, Devonte Adams. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't really see, I don't look at it that way. 
Speaking of Kelly, um, you've done this a long time. Is it unusual to have a 17-game starter available at this point? And is this the kind of thing, you know, this is not flashy like Z or whatever, but these are the kind of moves that maybe previously did not always get done around here. It was more, well, let's see what the next young guy can do. No, I think, I mean, I think Ted was really big on these kind of guys. This is kind of like, obviously, very secondary, maybe third, fourth market type of stuff. You know, I mean, we did that. We've always kind of done those kind of things. Um, no, I give Milt Hendrickson a lot of credit on this one. He kind of stayed on this one. We were looking at Dennis and free agency, and obviously we didn't do much in free agency this year because after we signed all our guys, you know, Kenny and David and Aaron, we just we were gonna have to sit that that one out. We just didn't have any you know cap dollars to do that with. So, um, not unlike Devondre Campbell, like we as we went through free agency, those were guys, some of the guys we targeted, but we, we realized we couldn't at that particular time do it. But as time went on and their markets changed, and then we were able, we stayed with it, and and. Uh, and it just, I think that's the one thing. I mean, and Dennis will tell you, I think he left some money on the table to go somewhere else because he just, he wanted, you know, he understands what this organization is and, and what we're playing for. Uh, was it in a relation to the cop trade, was Rogers uh, willing to help you pay for it salary cap wise by you know, making a maneuver? And were you comfortable with pushing more money if that's true? Pushing more money on? Yeah, we, we certainly have had to do that. And, um, uh, we will certainly, um, we'll probably address Aaron's contract at some point, which will create a little bit of salary cap help this year for a move like that. You know, I think that's part of it. We really probably couldn't do that move without, without Aaron, you know, adjusting his contract and kicking some money out. Are you okay now? Do you have to make, we're okay right now, you know, we're okay right now. Um, but we, we couldn't get through the season until we touch Aaron's contract. Aaron talks about wanting to be a recruiter in free agency. Uh, why hasn't that been done in the past, and, and how do you see that going yeah. forward? I think there's a, uh, you know, um, particularly this year, we just, we didn't, we didn't, we couldn't, we didn't have the resources to really do much in free agency, so we, it wasn't uh, an option. I think in the years past, um, we've never really involved other players in the recruitment, you know, so to speak. Uh, it's never really the way we've done things. We've always kind of, it's a lot of lot to put on a player at times, you know, um, when we kind of were aware that this year, after this season, this past season, we were aware that's something he wanted to do. We were very open to it, um, but we weren't doing anything in free agent that warranted it. Goody, um, Aaron kind of clarified yesterday, and I know you have a lot on your plate, so you're not watching the entire 32 minutes, but he did say that, you know, he doesn't know what 2022 will be, and he is under contract with you guys. Mm -hmm. um, over the next year, a lot can happen, right? Jordan can make a huge jump forward now that he's got an opportunity to practice. Um, what, how are you kind of approaching this year in terms of keeping your options open, that if Jordan doesn't quite develop and needs another year, that you can make sure that Aaron Rodgers wants to be here and you have your options open mm -hmm. in court? I think we're just really focused on 21 and trying to win a championship in 21, you know, and I think, uh, you know, the, the development of your young players and get better. I mean, that's just, that's part of our process, but it's a very important part of our process. Um, you have to be able to grow. Those guys have to grow for us to get better. We have to take, those guys have to take the place of, you know, players who, you know, um, kind of are starting to decline or their salaries and things like that. That's part of the NFL. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, that's, it's on those players to get better and, and then we'll get, after the season, we'll sit there and we'll see where we're at and make those decisions.
Brian, Devontae said yesterday he, his next contract will make him the highest paid wide receiver. He won't settle for anything less. Mm -hmm. um, if you guys aren't willing to make him that right now, then why are you hopeful that you'll be able to sign him? Yeah, I think there's a little bit with that particular situation is how you interpret what the highest wide receiver in the National League is getting paid. You know what I mean? So certainly um, I, I agree with him that, that he's, he's definitely worth that. And uh, we believe that as well. I think there might be just a little bit of difference in what we believe is the highest paid wide receiver and what he might. What is that difference? Now, I'm not going to get into the details of that, but I just I think, I think again, we, we value him. He's such a great player. Um, he's a warrior when he goes out there. Um, and obviously, we would like to figure something out, and we'll continue to work. So work on that as we go. Did Aaron ever demand a trade or ask for a trade throughout the entirety of his own? Yeah, and I'm going to keep all those kind of conversations, uh, Aaron, in, in, in house, just because I don't think that's fair. You know, it's certainly something you can ask him. So just three quarterbacks for camp and extra reps for Jordan? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, as we looked at it, um, uh, you know, obviously, you know, I think this preseason and through the jet scrimmages, you know, Jordan's going to get a ton of, of, of work, which is important, I think, for his development, specifically missing some of that last year. Um, and then we'd like to take a long look at Kurt, too, and, you know, he did some good things in OTAs. And um, that the, the three or four quarterback thing is always a little bit of a rub because I think, the personnel guys like to have four just because of injuries and things like that. But then a lot of times that fourth guy is not doing much in practice and, you know, except for throwing to the defense and not getting a lot of reps. So, um, you know, from a roster situation right now, that doesn't mean we couldn't change it as we go go forward. But right now I'm pretty comfortable with three. Let's do two more in person or go virtual. Ryan, uh, Aaron classified his relationship with you yesterday as professional. Mm -hmm. How much do you think that you need to, to repair things with, with him on a personal level in the next year, especially to, to keep yeah. him here? I think it's important professionally that we, we continue to talk and kind of move forward and, and move past some of this stuff. So, yeah, I think it's important. Um, again, it's going to have to take two parties that are willing, but I think um, I think it's important. Brian, you said that Randall Cobb was mentioned early on in your talks with Rodgers. When did he first bring it up seriously, and when did you start to take it seriously? Yeah, I talked to, I think right after the season, we went made a long conversation about this past season and then went through the roster, um, and that's kind of where we talked about the slot receiver, and obviously he's you know very close with Randall. Um, so I think at that point, it was when, he, when I was aware that that was something that, he, that would be uh, important to him. And, um, uh, and, and we were, quite frankly, um, trying to see how this was going to work from a number of angles, from the team, from salary cap, compensation, those kind of things. And um, uh, I think we were one, really wanted to work with Aaron on that. Um, and it wasn't really until this past week we were able to do that. All right, Sarah, if you want to take over. Yep, we just have a few. Steve McGarvey. Yeah, I think obviously he's had some injury things that he's worked through the past three years, but I think uh, he's, you know, he's still got his quickness. Um, he's an exceptionally smart, gritty, tough football player. He's just very aware. Um, I think the relationship that he has with Aaron, but I mean, even the quarterbacks that he's played with the past two years, I mean, you can see it. He's, he's, um, he's just got one of those kind of sixth sense to know where to be when, when the quarterback, you know, kind of when things break down and, and finding space. So, um, but I think, you know, he's always, you know, he's always been a smart, tough, gritty, and then, you know, he's always had the quickness to, to kind of uh, get open when he needs to get open. Cody Croft. 
Uh, yesterday, you said that you were confident that Rogers is going to be back uh, pretty much this whole entire process. Um, say the random cop situation wasn't able to be worked out, you couldn't make it work financially, or however uh, you had to make it work. Would you have been as confident? Uh, would, that, would you have been a little bit more worried at that point about Rogers being a camp issue? Um, I, I don't think so, only because I just think that, um, you know, he's, I mean, as, as good of a player as he is and as important as this game is to him and the rest of his teammates and, and what we have, what this team has in front of him. Uh, you know, I, I've always, I always felt confident that, uh, I know he was going through some things, trying to make some decisions on his own, but I felt um, the, the pull of what we can accomplish as a football team was, was, would, would be strong enough to get him here. And last one, Kyle, WFRB. Hey, Brian, Aaron Rodgers said yesterday he didn't want to be a linked-up quarterback. How do you or did you assure Aaron that he won't be this season? Yeah, that's a hard one for me because I don't, I don't necessarily – I've never looked at it like that. Uh, obviously, at the moment, he's got, a, you know, three years left on his contract, so we certainly don't look at it as a lame duck. Um, you know, we, we may alter that, but even at that stage, it's not going to be a one-year contract. So um, never looked at it like that. Um, as you guys know in this business, it's everything's year to year. Uh, but uh, I've never looked at it as a lame duck situation with any player. All right, guys, that is the GM saying what he had to say Thursday afternoon. Uh, check back in the feed in a little bit here, and we will get uh, Cobby in there for you. Yes, Randall Cobb, it is official. He is in Green Bay, and uh, he spoke with the media as well. So we'll tee that up for you next. Um, other than that, keep it dialed in here all training camp long. The audio feed, the blog, acmepackingcompany.com. We got you guys covered with all things Green Bay Packers. So until next time, see ya. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.